May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be always acceptable to God who creates, redeems, and gives us life. Good morning. Well done. Wasn't easy for you to be this morning, was it? Quite interesting weather we've been having recently. Hope you're staying warm and dry. Hope you didn't get afflicted by any flooding or landslides or all manner of other things that have been going on. Now, I don't know about you this morning, hearing Charles read out the Gospel text, but no offence for Charles. When I was reading the Gospel text, I kind of went, Really? Is that it? Now, when I get this uh, privilege of preaching from time to time, I approach the prescribed text with an equal measure of fear and anticipation. Fear that it could be bizarre or challenging text, which is difficult to preach on, or anticipation that it could be one of my personal favourites, you know, something like the Beatitudes, something you can really rip into, form a monologue, I mean, sermon around, it's really you know, just fire and brimstone stuff. Whereas this week, I couldn't help read it and feel a little bit meh. Last week, we learned about the gruesome beheading of John the Baptist. And somehow, Father Stephen turned that into an excellent sermon about justice and the prophets. Great stuff. And surrounding today's gospel texts are all kinds of amazing stories of Jesus walking on water and feeding the 5,000. Yet today's story seems to be about the disciples who have been incredibly busy, incredibly busy out there doing the mission, and all of a sudden needing some downtime. Instead of getting it, they get swamped by crowds. But I think there are a few little wise nuggets that we can draw from this text. I can find at least three. See if you can find some more. So, where do we start? Verses 30 to 32. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. Been very busy. He said to them, ah, well done. Come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. Mm, sounds lovely, doesn't it? For many were coming and going and they had no leisure even to eat. How are you feeling? Have you had a busy year? Have you been doing a lot of comings and goings? Have you got a lot to tell Jesus about all you have done and taught? Have you had leisure even to eat? I hope so. Don't skip your meals. Don't skip breakfast. Well, personally, I was reading this text and I was feeling like I could say yes to a few of those questions. Feeling a little bit dry. A little bit tired. Fortunately, Jesus has a good solution, right? Come away to a deserted place. Come and rest a while. Sounds lovely. Sounds like a spiritual retreat. Wouldn't that be nice, right? And of course, we do recognise that people fill their cups in different ways, right? So maybe a spiritual retreat is not quite in the cards for you. Perhaps you'd feel like an international holiday. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Or perhaps if you're an introvert, going away to a deserted place is not quite what the doctor wanted. 
But whatever you need, perhaps now is the time to be thinking about what you need to do to fill up that cup, to make sure that that cup can be overflowing. But were Jesus and his disciples granted that rest and respite they so seriously needed? Oh no. Which brings me to point two. Even if you're tired, love anyway. Verses 33 to 34. Now many saw them coming and recognized them, and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. As he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Poor Jesus. At this point, he sort of sounds like a harassed celebrity surrounded by adoring fans who all want his autograph. He tries to take his disciples away to a deserted place, but oh no, it's not deserted. They recognize them even then. Now we know that Jesus is fully human, right? And as a fully human person reading this text, I can't help but think of all the lists of excuses that I'll be coming up with, right? To tell the crowds to go away. We need to have our retreat. We need our respite. Oh, but no, Jesus is Lord. So even tired and hungry, he has compassion and love for them. He recognises that they are lost sheep, desperate for spiritual sustenance and guidance. When you are tired, are you always your best self? Do you always have the kindness, compassion, and other heart for the people in your life, compared to when you are at your best. Do you always recognise when you start to get a little bit grumpy or short with people? I know for me, sometimes I don't. I think it's probably one of those learning journeys that you go on for a lifetime, right? To try and manage that. But I feel like winter time, when things are a little bit quieter, when things are a little bit harder, there's less sun to enjoy, it's potentially a good time to think and reflect and remind ourselves of those values which we all truly aspire to. The ones that we perhaps can achieve when we are in our best, that maybe are a little bit harder when the nights are long, the days are short, and the rain is pounding on our roofs. And then, all of a sudden, we find Jesus on the other side of the Sea of Galilee, where what happens? Rest and respite? Oh no. Verses 45 to 56. When they got out of the boat, people at once recognized him and rushed about that whole region, bringing the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. They came from the villages and the cities and the farms, and they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch even the hem of his cloak and be healed. Poor Jesus just can't escape those crowds. Even crossing over the Sea of Galilee is no escape. And we find him in the marketplaces healing all who come. In this word marketplace uh, that's been translated to marketplace, 
originally is agora, which refers to a public space with a whole range of activities taking place. There's legal hearings, there's elections, there's debates, as well as the buying and selling of goods. So the marketplace is the political and commercial centre of the town. It's both the literal and the figurative public square. So that gives these healings a slightly more political quality. Here is this rock star rabbi, a celebrity that is spotted wherever he travels, spending his time caring for the weakest and most vulnerable members of that society. This is not a king who wines and dines with the rich and the famous. This is someone who truly serves the last, the lost, and the least. So, I wonder where you see yourself in this part of the story. Do you see yourself as one of the disciples, tired and hungry, trying to serve Jesus, trying to manage the crowds who are desperately trying to clutch at him? Do you see yourself as one of the people who need healing? who's been brought to the marketplace, who's desperate to reach out and clutch the mere hem of his garment. Or perhaps you may even sympathise with Jesus. Perhaps you have a whole bunch of people and things that are demanding your attention. People who are reaching out for help and for care might be overwhelming at times. Do take note of where you locate yourself in the story this morning. And do take note of what needs in your life that that looks to. And especially take note of what the Spirit might be saying to you this morning as you hear these words. Now we are blessed in this country with a season of reflection. It's a season that has been recently uh, gained more prominence in our society in Aotearoa. It's one we recently celebrated a few weeks, weekends ago here in St Peter's with an interfaith service. And that is the season of Matariki. And so as we close this morning, I want to leave us with a psalm that has been inspired by Matariki. So I think it's that perfect way to think while we're in the midst of winter, while we're in the midst of this cold time where we just want to sit around the fire and tell stories and reflect. It's a great time to respond to that calling, to respond to that time for new growth, for planting, for planning ahead, and for recommitting ourselves to the values which we aspire to. So listen to these words and reflect as you do. Lowness of the winter sun, thinness of the shadows, paleness of the winter sky, now praise the Lord. Bareness of the cherry tree, seed-seeking silver eye, husks of the hanekeki, now praise the Lord. Now in the dropping, now in the deepening, now in the loosening, God's name be now in the leaving, now in the losing, now in the ending, God 
be our home. Squelching of the muddy grass, yielding of the sodden moss, puddles and dripping fronds, now praise the Lord. Now in the star rise, now in the little eyes, now in the dawn watch, God's name be known. Now in the grounding, now in the falling, now in the dying, God's name be known. In the remembering, in the relinquishing, in the returning, God be our home. Amen.